look great. You're doing good. You are fabulous. Yes, that's right. Welcome to the podcast for moms by this mama, keeping it raw, real, and unfiltered every Thursday. Let's get into Christian Mom Uncensored. Hi, you all. Welcome to the podcast. So last week, I did not put out an episode simply because I forgot and I didn't. And then I went and rushed an episode I didn't like. And I was like, you know what? I'm not putting this out here. Sucks to suck. But this week, I am back. And I want to talk a little bit about a lot of things, as usual, from Mother's Day to summer vacations to um, navigating life's failures and so much more. Let's get into it. I want to begin by saying that um, this season of life has been incredibly busy. Uh, it's been about a month actually, since I went back to work in the office. Um, I think I've gone three times because the first time I was, Elliot was sick. And the adjustment is an interesting adjustment. Um, and it's not a bad adjustment. It's definitely just a shift in life. And it makes things feel a little bit busier than they felt before. What I realized is that I really need to take care of my social health. And that sounds like a weird thing to say, like social health, but I'm an extrovert. I feed off of people. I talk to people. I want to hang out with people. I want to start mom groups. I want to do these things. And what I realized is that, you know, being locked in a house with two toddlers isn't feeding that part of me. And so I end up heavily relying on my three friends that I have to be like, hey, come over. Hey, let's go grab lunch. Hey, come over. Hey, let's go grab lunch. And they're busy people themselves. And so I need to like open my social circle so that I don't go crazy. And it's okay if once or twice a week I am away from home to hang out. Not not to hang out. So I'm talking about like it's okay if I go out one day a week. And it's okay if it's, it's like one day a month. But it needs to start being something regular. Um I say that because on Wednesdays, I actually enjoy going into the office. And I think it's because I know, like, Mia is in her happy place. She's with Gigi. Elliot is having fun and he's doing something different. Um, he, it's, he's not having to play with his same toys in his same house. And, you know, that's something I kind of worry about with him. Like, he's one and a half. And I'm not sure if I want to put him in a program or not or... If I just need to just start putting him into Sunday school every Sunday, which I think is what we're going to do in the summer is try to really, really hard, you know, put the kids into Sunday school, grab lunch and then drive somewhere to go do something. And um, that way they can nap in the car if it's like an hour drive. And that way they can also continue their social um experiences, something that, um, something that I have been thinking about is the fact that school's over for us very, very soon. We have our end of year picnic, May 17th, and this is preschool, right? So like, I don't, it's not following the, the county, whatever that we live in's guidelines, but, um, I personally feel like I need Mia, not me, I need Mia to go ahead and to do something and to be social. And so initially she was going to do gymnastics and um, she was supposed to start on Saturday, but I decided to wait because looking at our next couple Saturdays, we were busy and I didn't want to pay this 
price for her to do gymnastics and have her only show up half of the time because I think that she'll naturally be a little nervous at first and I think the consistency of going every week will make her more and more comfortable with not just gymnastics in general but like going to this place and listening to this instructor and so we're waiting till June the middle of June is when the next session starts and I think that's good because she's going to kind of be finished with school and need a social aspect there is a dance camp that I'm getting I might send her to it's not all day it's like a half a day little camp and I think something like that during the summer because it's going to be such a shift for us to go from and this is something we've never experienced like going to preschool twice a week having the whole summer off and then having to restart dropping her off again on the first day and I assume it could be like a hard time now Mia's older she might remember like oh no I love school it's going to be fun she's going to the same school she went to this year so there's not that aspect of it but anyway I'm just thinking about how this is like our not our last summer but like we have like two summers before like we're in school and so this is and I mean like elementary school so there's this summer and next summer and I really want to do some things that are geared towards younger kids this year because afterwards she might be a little old like going to Sesame Place um she's not really into Sesame Street she would still be down with it I think um but not overly excited and I think that she would for sure not be overly excited about it next year so just taking some time this year to take a little trip take the kids to Sesame Place and um give them a chance to explore and have fun and do all of that. But with, we'll get into summer plans in a moment. I want to first talk about, I really want to talk about, um, Mother's Day. So Mother's Day is coming up and it's one of those holidays that are conflicting for me. And I think I say that about every holiday that involves family and it's no shade or anything towards family. It's just that holidays often require a lot from me, I feel like. And not a lot that I have to do a lot. The only holiday I hosted was Easter. That's like the normal holiday I host. Um, But just like getting the kids to the place on time, doing whatever we're doing. And now that they're older, it's not that much of a big deal. Like if we have a Sunday afternoon brunch, you know, Elliot can nap in the morning and he won't be too messed up. Mia's at a point where she either naps or she doesn't. And some days she really, really needs it. And some days she's fine. Yesterday she didn't nap at all. And she was wonderful. And I was like, wow, babe, good job. Uh, And she went to bed early and she just did. It was just a great day for her. Um, but anyway, as I I digress, Mother's Day is coming up and our intention is to go see my mother-in-law. And if you're asking like, how's my relationship with my mother-in-law? The answer is it's fine. Like I care about her. I love her. I want her to be well. Um, but we don't talk regularly, you know? So it's not like we have a close relationship where we're going to go, like sit on the porch and drink some tea and talk not to say that couldn't happen like that that very well will happen if we visit but it's not a super close relationship and something I kind of struggled with I don't know if you have husbands that are similar or not but I have a son and I have a daughter and I often think about when they get older and how for the son at least in my experience with my family and me the son kind of marries into the daughter's family Right. And 
in turn, the daughter should have to marry into the son's family. But in my life, it doesn't necessarily work like that. I were one, most of my family, like most of my, my, like my, my dad's family is in California on the West coast. So nobody sees anybody because we're on the East coast. But, um, it's just interesting that, and I feel guilty that my family gets a lot more time with us and the kids because they are 20, 30 minutes up the road and his family is two hours up the road. And it's just very different lifestyles where, you know, when we all get together, it's going to be a good time. When they all get together, it turns into like nagging or what are you going to do with life? And like very serious questions where it's like, I think that you could see that we're both at points in our lives where career-wise we're doing pretty well and we're both in positions to move up, you know, Ethan sooner than I am because um, I'm not putting in for anything right now and I'm comfortable where I'm at and I'm not sure I want to continue to dive deep into this career. But, um, and I feel like, you know, we had issues when they found out I was pregnant with Mia. Nevertheless, we were married. We had our own place. We were doing our own thing. Um, they were fine with Elliot. I honestly don't even remember the conversation. I think I made Ethan tell his mom on the phone. Actually, I think I wanted to go, we, I wanted us to go down and tell them, but I wanted him to tell them. Um, no, because the first time it was so bad. I did something really cute for me. I took a little pacifiers and I did this at Christmas and I gave them to like my mom, my aunt, my grandma, and then eventually Ethan's mom. And it wrote like, um, hold this for me for when I come and visit. And then they were like, oh my gosh, you're having a baby. And it was Christmas. So it was like surprise. It was just super sweet. Um, with Elliot, it was not Christmas. It was like January when I got pregnant so I probably didn't tell people till March if I'm thinking about it the beginning of March um yeah, that's about right I think and I don't even know how I told everyone it might have been a group text honestly I think I told my mom to her face I did I, I brought her a card to her desk this was before the pandemic went into full effect because this was March 2020 so like right before we all got sent home it was like hey can't wait for you to be my grandma or something like that and she was really excited um I digress so things our relationship like when we were going through the wedding phase and like after the wedding I was like we're not gonna be those you know in-laws and you know that don't like each other we're gonna have a close relationship and I it didn't end up working out after the my pregnancy thing um I was really protective of my kids too and um it was this whole journey. But anyway, I digress. So anyway, Mother's Day, we're going down there. And I'm at the point where if I'm going to go do something that's out of my way, I want it to be worth it. And I know that sounds a little crappy. Like, no, you should be fine. We have gone down to his parents' house with the kids and like have spent the day. But I know my children. They're going to be bored out of their minds if we just go down there. First of all, it's going to be a four-hour drive total. Two hours there, two hours back. That's a big chunk of our day. So we have to leave really early in the morning, like 7 a.m. We'll be there at 9 a.m. And then do what? Eat some breakfast and chat? No. And then Elliot still has to nap, right? And so we could do that and then leave at 2 o'clock 
have him nap until four o'clock. But that's not going to work. So anyway, the logistics of it are a little bit complicated. I would rather us, I don't know, make a reservation and meet halfway for brunch and go walk around. Like, like if Annapolis, for instance, if Annapolis is a between spot for both of us, let me make a reservation. And as much as I hate my kids in a restaurant, I don't care. Let's go eat something and then go for a walk and let or go to the park because I'm not going to put my kids in the car and have them bored um, and stuff like that. So anyway, so we're doing that on Saturday. So that's basically my whole Saturday. And then Sunday, I'm supposed I'm allegedly doing something with my family. And I'm at the point where they have very I am a planner and my weekends are my weekends. So I have suggested a couple of different ideas. No one knows what they want to do. That is fine. But if we don't come to a consensus by Wednesday, I am making plans for myself because it's also my holiday. And so if their plans involve something I don't feel like doing, like we were talking about doing brunch and then we were talking about like really cute brunch ideas, but then us moms would have to cook it. And I was like, I'm not doing that. No, absolutely not. That's not going to happen. I will stay at home with my little family and they will make me breakfast and I will take a nap and have a bubble bath and put on really cute pajamas and some really good skincare and call it a day. Or I will take the kids to the zoo like I've been wanting to. Now the weather's not going to be great that day, so it's probably not a good day to go to the zoo um, or anywhere because it's going to be busy and everything. But it's just an interesting... um, balance but for mother's day gifts i'm typically a pretty good gift giver um last year it was cute all of the kids wrote like had these little papers and it said like my favorite thing about your personality my favorite memory of you is and like they gave it to all of us including me and i wasn't expecting it and i still have mine on my fridge because i thought it was super cute um feed my ego it feels great but if you are looking for something to do with your mom um, similarly to what I'm really trying to do, I'm all, I wish I could book a hotel this weekend and kind of just stay down at the harbor. Um, but maybe in a few weekends I'll do that. Uh, if you, I feel like there are lots of cool gifts you could do. One year I gave my family, um, like journals that like ask them questions, like this is your story kind of journals. And one year I want to ask them about their lives and kind of document it on camera and have it so that like when our kids grow up they can see like this was grandma and this was Gigi when they were like a little bit younger and some other things and get their life stories kind of you know heard um that's something I want to do I wanted to do a family photo shoot nobody is into that and so I kind of am feeling like you guys are lame no I'm kidding you guys are like they like the ideas but like this time commitment and schedule so I'm just gonna start doing these little things with my family like with my kids um and you know when my family is ready to do things with me we can't maybe we'll do like a family photo shoot on the beach when we go to Myrtle Beach since we all should be there um and that'll be a good time but I don't know. It's definitely an interesting period slash phase in my life right now. Gifts for Mother's Day. Um, there's a lot you could do. A pretty canvas if you're into pictures. Uh, we're giving my mother-in-law her, her Christmas present, which was this digital picture frame loaded with pictures of the kids because she doesn't really get to see them. And that's something that really like eats at me is that I don't want Ethan to regret, you know, 
as his mom gets older, you know, our kid's not having a real relationship with her because it's going to be a long time before they can spend the night or spend a week. And I don't even know if I think they would, like, they would do that. Like, it's, I don't know. Like, when they're much older, they might spend time down there for, like, a weekend. But they're not going to be much older until, you know, she's much older. And so... It is definitely, like, a weird situation. And Ethan tells me, like, I don't need to see my mom once a month. Like, you think that we should, but I don't need to. I went a year without seeing my parents. And I'm like, I've never gone a year without seeing my parents. I've gone, like, months because of the pandemic and then schedules. I think I see them at least every seven weeks. And if not, it is less than that. Like, I will definitely see them in passing a lot often, more often. Um, more like once a month I see them. And with things like that, it makes me feel like I could move to another state because if I only see you this often, we can make plans to see each other this often from afar. I'll just have to permanently put you on my schedule that on the seventh Tuesday or the seventh Saturday, you know, in a row, we come down or you come up or we do something like that. Um, so I'm definitely in an interesting phase where I kind of really think it would do us all some good if we did a a move and a shift and we can't do it right now but in the next you know two to three years we could and so I say let's prepare ourselves to do something like that and let's start testing the waters to make it happen um for Mother's Day gift ideas I always I think like you could send like this is something I've done before you could send Miss Fields cookies they're super good um, crumble cookies are super good and that's like always a good treat in fact I was going to order some cookies for the weekend for whatever we do and um, but I'm at the point now where I realize that I give really really good gifts but I don't need to give you a gift on Mother's Day that sounds kind of selfish like I'll give you a card I think I would rather give you an experience like I booked us massages we're going I booked us a girls lunch I booked us these good, different types of things over you know here's a flower flowers are nice flowers die memories live forever so that kind of thing so anyway when it comes to mother's day just know that experience is probably the best thing you can do spending time with your family um finding something that you can do together as a gift is probably better than like getting a candle but also if your mom is like me i don't mind getting a candle um at all i actually love that I, it's fine with me um but as I um talk about spending time with family I'm trying to get out of going down to my in-laws this weekend and here's the conflict I would feel really guilty if we didn't go I would really enjoy that Saturday being home if we didn't go and I wish they would come to us but they won't and we even tried I even tried to plan something where it was like hey let's meet in Annapolis it's an hour and five minutes from me an hour and four minutes from you we're meeting kind of in the middle an hour drive isn't bad we can do lunch we can walk around it'll be a great day but it's supposed to be like a yucky day. It's supposed to be kind of cool and rainy. So that's not an option. And then she said, no, I don't really think that um, his stepdad wants to drive that far. And I'm thinking to myself, it's been really hard for me to, to figure out how to navigate this in-law relationship because I would like it to get closer. But it's also in a place where 
you know, for me to do that, it would be obvious that I'm trying to do that. And there'd have to be a conversation about it, I think, about like, what can we do to make things a little nicer? But I feel like his mom is just like him. And he's gonna say, she's gonna say it is what it is. And I think the reason why I think that is because there was like a time where I tried something like this, and she kind of said it like it is what it is. And so anyway, the struggle is real on that part for me. I also just prefer, we're going down to DC in a couple of weekends for a ball, the Bridgerton ball. And I kind of I'm trying to figure out if there's a way to turn that into a weekend thing. The ball is on Saturday. Like, maybe Friday we could check into a hotel. And then Sunday we go see his mom. After, like, you know, like, I'm trying to make it a whole a whole weekend thing. So it's not as much of a, I don't want to say burden, so to speak, but a burden. Or my best friend's weekend is Memorial Day weekend. Maybe that's a three-day weekend. And if it's a three-day weekend for me and Ethan, it makes things a whole lot easier. Um, and so I'm just trying to figure out something so that it makes sense for all of us. And um, I also wouldn't mind doing something like special. It's just hard to, to navigate. And so that family relationship thing is always kind of like tricky. Um, but anyway, moving forward, I want to talk about summer travel. So I'm talking about, um, Mother's Day and I really think experience is the way to do it. The thing that kind of disappoints me when it comes to my husband's family, and here's a, here's a lesson in life. You can't change people. People are who people are. And it's not that they're bad. They're great people. They're good people. They have good hearts. They want to sit at home. So safety tips when traveling. I want to mention something that I saw in a Disney group, but it could apply anywhere you go. So typically when you go, or not typically, a lot of times people will go to Disney and it's expected to be crowded. So that's just a note. Um, especially if you're going anywhere between the end of March, basically all the way through to September, it's pretty crowded. Uh, you might get lucky those last couple weeks of August because it is unbearably high and school kind of starts back up again. But aside from that, it's pretty crowded. So what parents do, there are a couple different tips and tricks parents do to kind of keep track of their kids, especially if they're wanderers. There's the leash um, that people will put like a backpack on their kid that has a leash attached to it so that their kid can kind of walk ahead or walk aside, but still be attached to the backpack. It's a good measure, especially since the backpack typically snaps around the front of the chest, which typically kids can't really push that button and unhook it themselves. And you probably can see your kid if they're attached to the leash, just so they don't wander too far ahead. Um, some parents will do like the arm link. So like you can link, there's these little links. You put one on your wrist and one on your kid's wrist, and it's kind of like a coil and it kind of like a slinky, not really a slinky, like a little coil, and it stretches, so your kid has some wiggle room, but again, can't go far. Um, I will tell you, I didn't use none of these things in Disney, because 
my children, well, let me not say this. Mia is not a runner. Elliot was a stroller baby. And if he was walking, it's not like I was going to let him, like he wouldn't, he couldn't take off and be gone. Like I would never put him down and start talking or put him down and go into the backpack. He would always have to be in the stroller for me to do something because that's the kind of kid he is. Um, but another popular thing people have been doing is getting Apple AirTags. Now, if you're not an Apple user or if you don't know what they are, they're basically these little circle-like discs that have a tracking sensor on them. They're not that expensive. I think it's like $20 for one. Um, I don't know if you can buy a pack of one. They typically come in a pack of four. They're not that expensive at all. And um, maybe they're like $50, maybe not 20, something like that. They're not that expensive. And you can put them like on your key ring, which I need to do on my husband's and your wallet, like places where you might lose valuables. It's kind of a smart idea if you want to keep track of like For instance, my husband every single day of the week loses his wallet. So it's probably a good idea for me to go ahead and throw one of those in his and then on your key ring. So people were putting them in their diaper bags as well as on their kid somehow. I don't know really how they were putting them on their kids. Maybe like a little necklace or something so that their kid did get lost. You're basically the Apple AirTags didn't give you that location. But here's the thing. With good comes bad, right? With technology. And so... As awesome as it is to know that you can just kind of look for it and, I mean, you'll be able to find your items really, really quickly. Um, There's a person in the group that said something kind of scary happened to her where your phone will alert you if you are near an Apple AirTag, not even if it is not yours. If you have been near an Apple AirTag for a while, for like, I think it's like 20 minutes or something like that. I'll have to like kind of test it out. It will alert you. So this particular woman had seen that there was this kind of Apple AirTag on her for the past four hours, and she could see that it had kind of been following her for four hours, and she didn't put it there. So something that um, traffickers and scary people are doing is placing Apple AirTags on people's cars. Like, let's say you have like a nice Lambo and they want to, you know, take your parts or steal your car. Um, In this particular instance... They said that they um, had put it, they had seen it on their person for a while. And so that's just something to be mindful of and makes it, would make me even a little bit more nervous to put an air tag on your kids. Now, for the most part, I haven't heard of a lot of instances like this, but when you think about it, um, there isn't much the police could do in this situation. They would just say, if nothing has occurred, you never spotted a person, no one's ever, you know, encountered you. There's nothing they can really do. And so just to be careful and mindful. And again, another good reminder when you're traveling anywhere is always use an official means of transportation. What is an official means? I want to say support our cab drivers, right? Because a lot of them are hardworking people. But keep yourself safe too. Um, I mentioned episodes ago, I'm not sure if you heard it. Just let me remind you of a woman who was at Disney Springs, which is a great time. I went there twice while I was at Disney. Never had an issue. I drove my own car. I was with friends. We were fine. Um, That's a perk to driving is like you can just kind of get up and go where you want and not have to worry about this. But for a lot of people who fly, they will like Uber. And if you stay in resort, there's Disney buses and stuff that will take you to Disney Springs. So um, she had taken an Uber and was waiting to get on. She went back to the transportation station which is where you go if you are like ride sharing like an uber or something 
or, or Lyft in, or if you're going to get on a Disney bus. And so while she was there, there's a cab driver there. And um, they, he said that he would take her to her hotel. She asked to see some certification because her feelings were just a little bit off. And um, he showed her some paper. She wasn't sure. It looked official. Her and her teenagers got in the car to be safe. And this is another smart thing you could do. Always just pull up your GPS to make sure you're going the right place. Um, a lot of times these drivers will use GPS. I will say that if you're an Uber or Lyft in the area, they might just know where you're staying because they do it so much. Um, and so what she saw was the driver was going further and further away from her hotel to the point where it wasn't making sense the route that he was going. And so as they're getting further and further away from the hotel, she tells her kids, hey, at the next light, we're going to jump out. And they do. They jump out at this next red light. There's an actual Disney bus, you know, like Disney buses. You can tell they're Disney bus. They're pretty nice. They're air conditioned. They have their logo, everything on there. And the driver took them back to the hotel and they made a report. And unfortunately, there wasn't much they could do, you know, without a license plate or anything. There isn't much that they could do. So that is something to be mindful of when traveling. If you take an Uber or Lyft, the great thing with that is that you can typically see a picture of your driver, a picture of the model and make of the car, and you can see the car on the route coming to you. So you can see like, oh, it's three blocks up, and you'll know when your car pulls up. A smart practice when getting in and out of an Uber or Lyft is to say, who are you here to pick up? Because they should have your information as well. So for me, they should say, hey, I'm here to pick up Brittany. Great. It should match. All the information should match. I should get in the car and it should be fine. The worst thing that has ever happened to me in Uber or Lyft is just getting hit on by creepy older dudes. <laughs> um, it happened before at the Super Bowl. At Super Bowl time, me and my best friend were going to brunch on Super Bowl Sunday. Got in a lift and this guy was like, give me your number. Ladies, come back to my place. We're going to have drinks and I'm going to smoke and we're going to hang out. And I was like, I'm not interested in any of this. I am a mom. I'm literally here for brunch and then I'm going home. Um, but that's just something to be mindful of when traveling. Not to scare you, um, but just to make you aware. There's nothing to really be scared of. I mean, that sounds kind of untrue. Just if you are careful, you will be fine is, is what I should say. Um, for in most cases, you will be okay. So I'm actually cleaning as I podcast. So if you hear me rustling around, this is motherhood multitasking at its finest. And so now I want to talk about flipping back to Mother's Day. Gosh darn it. And then I'm going to go back to summer travel. I saw a post by Motherly. And if you don't know what Motherly is, it's kind of like a curated website slash magazine where people, moms specifically, will write like op-ed pieces and will just kind of put in their two cents about whatever it is. And so because I'm a mom, it pops up on my Facebook feed all of the freaking time. And I saw this one article where it was about a TikToker who has an unpopular opinion about Mother's Day. And, um, which actually might be the popular opinion about Mother's Day. So I'm definitely going to put out some polls today. So if you're listening to the episode, make sure you go over to at Christian Mom Uncensored on Instagram and participate in those polls because I'm super curious about you guys. But for those of you who have kids, I know not all of our listeners uh, or my listeners have kids, but for those of you that do, do you think Mother's Day should be reserved for you and your kids? I think that there comes a point in in life where you kind of break off into your own family. Um, A lot of times it happens when you get married. Most of the time it really happens when you have your own kids and you start figuring out what works for you. So what I've kind of realized in my life and my experience is that holidays are really hard and chaotic 
and I hate them. And I would, I wish that I didn't have a hate relationship with holidays, but I do. I don't want to have to wake up early, you know, extra early on a holiday to make sure that my kid is up extra early on this head holiday so that the kid naps, my kid naps in time for our family gatherings and things to happen. And so it gets kind of like uh, annoying and eerily like frustrating dealing with holidays. So basically this article was saying that, hey, once you become a mom and you have little kids, Mother's Day should be about you, the mom, the mom to your little kids. Once you have children, your partner, your spouse, your kids should be making Mother's Day about you. Not about your mother or your grandmother or your aunt or your cousin. It's about you. And I honestly, in the article says, Grandparents Day is like September something, September 17th. That holiday is reserved for grandparents. And what I like about what this TikToker said is it's kind of true. Because I feel like, in a sense, I share a lot of my holidays with my family, and I would like some holidays for me and my family to have our own traditions and to kind of start building those things up. And it's never, like, required that I do something, but I work my butt off every single day. I am the hardest working person I know, and maybe not. I know other women who work just as hard as I do, but I'm saying, like, in my little circle, like, I'm who else is up at 545? putting babies back to sleep, logging on at six, answering questions, running through emails, then changing diapers. Like us mamas that are doing the thing, you know, are doing the thing. And so, one, I'm exhausted. And so on Mother's Day, I would really like the chance to sleep without an alarm and to eat whatever I want when I wake up. So if I want breakfast food, if I'm up before 11, which I will be 100%. When I say sleep in, I mean, like, let me sleep till 8. There's no way I'm sleeping past 8 a.m. That's so late for me. Um, I'm cleaning food off of this kid's high chair, if that's what you hear. <laughs> but um, sorry, 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 sorry. Um, let me sleep in, and then let me eat food from my favorite places. I don't need to eat at my favorite places, but I need a bubble bath, a glass of wine, really pretty crisp. The number one thing I want for Mother's Day is, like, new sheets, a new bed set, a really nicely made bed, matching white pajamas, and then, like, wine and a charcuterie board and my favorite shows. And I would like to do that for a couple of hours, and then I would like to get up, put on another really cute lounge outfit, go for a family walk, get ice cream, play a game with the kids, and laugh, and then call it a night. And so I do feel like with me, at least when, you know, it's a a sucky part of life, but you can kind of make your own decisions, decisions. Um, There are periods when I, as a grown up, when it was just me and Ethan before we had kids, that I flat out skipped my big family Christmas gathering. I would go. So my family is kind of broken up into a whole bunch of segments of people, but it, it, it ends up being like my normal 13 that I travel with or used to be 13. It has expanded to like 17 or 18 people now, um, which includes my grandparents, and then her kids, my mom and my aunt, and then my brothers, my sister, myself, my dad, now my husband and my kids. And then on my aunt's side, my cousin and his girlfriend and my my uncle. And so all of us do all of the holidays together. We typically do 4th of July together. Sometimes we don't. 
We typically do New Year's together. Sometimes we don't. Those two holidays are like, you know, do you guys want to hang out or not? Because I'm going to go have plans. Um, and then we do like Christmas. We'll either do Christmas Eve, all of us together, or Christmas morning or afternoon with all of us together. And then my whole entire extended family, which is my grandmother, her like five or six siblings, their spouses, their kids, and their grandkids, 80, easily 80 people or more um, get together and do Christmas stuff, food, exchanges, hanging out. And it is really cool. I do miss it because I haven't been able to do it in person since Mia was one years old because, or one year old because of the pandemic and everything. But before then, there were years where I just didn't feel like it. And I didn't go. I mean, Ethan would go to my family's thing. And then I would say, you know, we're going home to Frederick or we're going home to Hagerstown. And we would cuddle on the couch and watch movies and whatever. And those are some of my favorite holiday memories. But I think that, you know, for sure, send something to your mom. If you're not going to spend time with her on Mother's Day, here's my two opinions. Take care of yourself on Mother's Day. So for this Mother's Day weekend, I'm going to be a little bit selfish. I'm going to go work out at the gym Monday, Saturday, and Sunday. And I'm going to sleep in and do all the things I want to do um, and really like kind of pamper myself in a way that I, in a way that I haven't in a while. And I don't know if I will see my family or if I won't. I'll let you guys know next week what I decided because I'm still in the throes of debates. Because um, as nice as it is to, to get together, I really just want to relax. And so, um, yeah, and anyway, and I do think that once you have little kids, your hands are a lot busier than, and your, your sleep schedule is a lot more messed up than those who don't. My mom, my aunt, my grandma, all of their kids are grown. All of their kids are grown. My my kids are babies. And so I would like to kind of have the holiday for me. Um, and you know, in the past I've like hung out with them, not saying I don't want to hang with my family. I don't want this to sound bad. I love my family guys. I hang out with my family often. It's not like I never see them. And that's where the conflict comes for me when it comes to Ethan's family is we don't always see them. We don't, we maybe see them three or four times a year when we could see them, you know, 12 times a year if we really wanted to, but it's all about for me, a relationship that takes effort. And two people have to be a part of that effort. I feel like on our end, we put in more effort and it's not my job to do that. That's between Ethan and his mom, Ethan and his dad. And yes, they are my family, but my hands are so full that I cannot extend that responsibility. I remind him all the time, hey, call your mom. Hey, have you talked to your mom lately? How are they doing? I remind, I do that all the time, y'all. But I'm not going to make him sit down and do it every day or every week or whatever. And um, something that I really struggle with is I'm really, you guys, I'm going to stop talking about this after this. I'm really struggling with the idea of I don't want to go this weekend. We haven't been since Christmas. It is Mother's Day weekend. But listen, I don't want to go. Or since before Christmas with the kids. I want to stay home. And I don't want you to take the kids either. And I know that sounds not fair, but the way I feel about it is my kids are going to be in the car for two hours with Ethan. He cannot entertain them. 
at least when we're both in the car together, I can hand out snacks and I can plus play on movies and I can kind of handle that. And then, then we're dealing with naps. Then we're dealing with food and how are you going to feed both kids? And both of my kids haven't seen these people since before Christmas. So Elliot for sure doesn't remember them. Mia kind of does. Um, Mia does because she actually talks to them often enough. But Elliot doesn't. And then Mia's afraid of their big dog. And so there's like all of these kind of factors that go like the experience in itself isn't going to be super comfortable, but it's going to be worse if I'm not there. And then on top of that, I don't want to go. And the reason I'm just tired. I just want a weekend off. Let me go on my three day weekend where if I go on a Sunday or if I go on a Saturday, I still have Monday to recover. And that's at the end of the month. But it is definitely such a challenge. I am such an advocate for like, give yourself some of the time too. like, you know, I, you know, give yourself some of it. For Mother's Day, it is about you, the mom. And if you and if and that doesn't mean you don't plan to see your mom soon or plan to do an experience with her. Mother's Day is always so busy out in the world anyway. But like you can say, hey, mom, I booked us massages for next week. Happy Mother's Day. I'm calling to say happy Mother's Day. Did you get the flowers I sent you? Great. I booked us a massage next week. Let's get lunch. That sounds kind of businessy, but I think that's the way to do it. And I'm sorry about it. Send flowers, right? Send flowers, send pictures, send cards. And then take care of your spouse. Take care of your wife. That's my opinion. Moving on from it. And um, I'm going to actually talk about this with Tori when I talk to her on the other podcast. Um, Mommy needs a nap because it'll be interesting to hear her perspective because I feel like on so many topics we're opposite. And it's really funny. But moving on, um, talking a little bit more. It is spring. So let's talk about spring and travel and such some more. So part of my mess, y'all, apparently I cannot focus on one subject at a time, but we're gearing up to start traveling in the next couple of weeks. Um, when I say traveling, I mean we are gearing up to get out of the house and go places. So staycations, um, I don't remember if I mentioned this or not, but I believe a great staycation is good for the soul. Go somewhere local. It doesn't have to be your house. That's a dumb staycation. But go like an hour away, book a hotel for the weekend, swim in that pool, sleep in that sheets, order the room service, and like have a good time. And I like staycations because I don't plan a lot for those. And I'm a planner, hence the reason why I have a whole YouTube channel about travel and Disney and planning because I love to plan. But with staycations, usually it's like when I'm burnt out, I'm stressed, I need a change of scenery, boom, staycation. And I like to just go and like research a little bit about the area. Like, okay, what kind of food is there? Cool. We have options for the kids. Is there anything fun the kids can do? Great. And then that's pretty much all I want to do is like one thing for the kids. And mostly when I do staycations, it's all about the vibe for me. So I like want cute, like cute satin PJs and, you know, all that jazz. Um, but as you do get ready to travel, what I have learned is that if you are a mama of one and you're going to two, or if you had a baby and now you're ready to get a double stroller, my suggestion is to get an umbrella double stroller. Do not get this big bulky thing that I got. It is huge. It doesn't even make sense because there's no car that fits this stroller comfortably. We have an SUV with a third row. The third row is always down unless like when we were in Disney, we put it up 
um, so that our friends could ride with us to the parks because we, we didn't, because we, um, well, it was half down. We had to have half of the stroller in. The city um, jogger, double stroller jogger is great. It's like $400, $500. It's amazing. I rented it in Disney. I don't need to have one in my everyday life, so I don't see why I would purchase it because um, that's kind of an expensive piece of furniture or piece of baby equipment. I don't know why I'm holding. Anyway, doesn't matter. But um, I think an umbrella double stroller works great because if you're traveling, you're probably not hiking. Now, okay, let me say this. If you are an outdoorsy person who loves nature and hiking, good for you. I am not. I can go for a hike but I'm never going to plan for a hike. If someone says, hey, Britt, let's go for a hike. Cool, I'm down. I'm not bringing my children, and I am not bringing a stroller, and I might be screaming the entire trip if I see a spider. I'm not outdoorsy. I am not. I want it to be because I feel like girls who are outdoorsy are cool. Like, they're super cool. They're like the cool, laid-back chicks that don't care, and they're, like, beautiful and, like, strong and athletic and mm -hmm. No, that's not me. Ethan always laughs because I'm like, I was like, let's go camping. And I wanted to get like a tent and an air mattress. And we were going to go camping. I was going to sleep outside in this tent, y'all. And I was like, and I'm not a camper. I've gone camping before, but not, I'm not like a, a, I'm not an annual or semi-annual camper. And so I'm like, let's go do this thing. And he looks at me and he was like, you are not. First of all, why are we bringing a tent? We have sleeping bags. Not, you know, first he said, why are we bringing an air mattress? We have sleeping bags. And I was like, so we don't have to lay on the ground. We can lay on the air mattress in our sleeping bags. And we can open up the sleeping bags and use them like blankets. It was my thought. And he was like, no, you don't even want to camp. You want to glamp. And I was like, okay, well, we could just get a cabin. And if people want to sleep outside, they can. And I can sleep inside. And, um... I just feel like camping does not sound fun with kids. I get it, but like in the reality of it, it's already potty training's hard enough. Now you want me to tell my child to go outside when I have specifically trained this child to go inside and on the toilet. Yes, I could bring a toilet, but now I have to clean. It's just, y'all, you will not catch me camping on this channel. In fact, if I do, it's going to be for pure comedy, will be for one night only, and I will be filming the entire thing because me camping is really, really funny. Um, and then I also have like a question I wanted to ask somebody where I, um, where do I sound like I'm from? So I hear the way I talk, right? Like I have varying accents. Like sometimes when I get if I'm, like, talking with Ethan, I can get, like, country because he's country. But not even really. Like, not, like, real country. Um, but I want to know where do I sound like I'm from. Because I've lived a little in different places. So do I sound like a Marylander? Because that's where I am. Um, or do I sound like not a Marylander? Do I say? I think I start saying on. Like, in Mar all, Marylanders do, like, water and, like, on, like, with a W. And I say, and I oh, turn the water on. No, there's sometimes it comes out, though. I don't know. So let me know if I have an accent or if I don't, where I sound like I'm from. And I'll let you know if you're right from, like, where I'm born. And I'm going to look at, like, nature versus nurture and try to figure that out. I'm just looking at these bees running around my house. And it, okay. 
God bless the beast, but let me tell you, Mia is afraid of them. And it's really the bane of my existence because I don't want her to get stung. So I want her to know a bee can sting you, but, and then because she's never been stung, I'm also like kind of cautious because, you know, some people can get really anaphylactic with, if they get stung by bees and, or have a serious allergic reaction. And so, um, not everybody, and I, I'm not allergic to bees, um, I got stung by a bee when I was a kid, but I think I've only been stung that one time and I'm still traumatized. And so, and so I'm like never gonna, but I don't know. I don't want, I want her to be aware, but not afraid. And so it's kind of a hard thing to teach when I'm afraid of these things. And so like that one time I got locked in my kid's bedroom because I was hiding out from a wasp in my dining room was completely obnoxious and it was completely hilarious. And it was a really weird day. But if you are going to travel, just know these couple of travel tips. If you have baby stuff, if you have a baby, a lot of areas and even hotels, and you can check to see if they have baby stuff so you don't have to bring them. Even Airbnbs did. The one we stayed at last summer in Delaware had a crib, had a, had like kitty bikes, had changing table, like had everything for babies. Um, but Elliot... I mean, he doesn't use a crib. Um, he's a crib sleeper, so like, eh, kind of a waste of space for us there. Um, in fact, we're selling our crib slash giving it away. If you need a crib, let me know. I have this beautiful crib. It is gray. It changes from a crib to a toddler bed to a full size bed. It is a beautiful crib, and I might try to make it into a toddler bed if nobody wants it. I guess I should post an ad because it's just taking up space. And honestly, it's not the kind of toddler bed I want for Elliot. Um, I have a different vision. I'm kind of going Montessori with like a floor bed. Um, I'll send you pictures when it's out. I'll send you pictures. I'll post it on Instagram. But anyway, y'all, my mind, it is the end of the day. I started recording at the beginning of the day. Had to take Elliot to the doctor's appointment. Third time he had to get a freaking finger stick for leg because his blood keeps clotting. And, um, when I went in there, like at one point they suggested I get his blood drawn at the blood draw place, but they couldn't find his vein cause he's so chunky. And so that didn't work. And then it was just like, you know, a mom's worst nightmare. And so, um, but I love his doctor. He's really good with Elliot. In fact, Elliot warmed up to him. And let me tell you at the doctor's office, he warms up to no one. Um, and I just like his philosophies. He's a similar parenting mindset as I do. So it's like always comfortable, um, talking with good old doc. And, um, I don't want to say anyone's professional names on the podcast without permission, but, um, yes. So I am trying to clean my house before I go to work tomorrow. And that one day a week is once I am there and I am settled, it is a fine day. What gets me is that I have to leave really early and it messes everyone's sleep up. And then they go to my grandma's house and they still don't sleep. Elliot does it. I mean, Elliot does, Mia does it. And then she comes home and she has school the next day. So she could take an hour nap as long as we get home in time. If we don't, you know, she has to stay awake so she can go to bed so she can wake up on school. It's just a hard day of the week. And I had to pick Wednesdays. I guess I could have picked Mondays. Um, it would have been the same problem. 
I just figured I don't want to start my week going, but in a way it makes sense because like you get it done and then you're done. Um, instead of having it kind of loom over your head that on Wednesday you have to work, but I don't know, trucking through it. So this is just another reminder before I go, because I feel like I am no longer focused and this episode is kind of just spiraling into like me randomly talking about stuff, which is probably every episode, but I don't know how to stop. Um, oh, I do have something to talk about. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I was going to say that like, slow down, look at your partner and talk to them. It goes a long way. I was getting really frustrated with Ethan who has been pretty busy at work and, you know, considering what he wants to do career wise and what he wants to do. And I needed him to slow down and talk to me and like work through some, some of our life things that are coming up. I needed to sit down and say, Hey, this is our itinerary. What is this in a fine itinerary or a, Hey, especially like about Mother's Day and stuff. And also, Hey, I need to get K cups and some stuff from the grocery store. If you're going to order groceries, like please don't press send until I add my K cups and stuff. And anyway, he was just kind of like walking away from me and I got frustrated because I feel like a lot of times when I try to talk to him, he half pays attention or doesn't care. And so it's just a reminder, like, and I can feel like sometimes he could feel the same way. When life gets busy, your mind is always on the next task, but try to be present with your partner and it'll go a long way. Um, in this day and age, we're not present. Next thing I want to talk about is the show The Wild. So I don't always do show, TV show um, reviews. I did for Bridgerton and I might do it for The Wilds. The Wild is on Amazon Prime. Uh, is that what it's called? It's on Prime Video, like Amazon streaming service. And it's about a group of girls. It's kind of Lord of the Flies-esque, um, not as grotesque. It's about a group of girls that get stranded on an island. I'm going to try to tell you what it's about without spoiling anything. And the show dives into each of their lives before they got stranded and also deals with the controversy of why they're stranded. Okay, so like I'm not going to tell you how or why they're stranded um just know they're stranded on an island and you can look at the show season one is fully out on friday season two episode one drops and it's it's a really good show um so if you want something to watch and you're not sure i know there's a lot of good shows on amazon i know ozark is one i've been wanting to on amazon on netflix Ozark is one I've been wanting to watch. There's a lot of good shows on Netflix that I'm a little overwhelmed. So for me, it's nice to have a show that I have watched before, have a second season come out, and I can just kind of watch that. I will vouch for it. I enjoyed it. Um, and then I'll get back into my Netflix shows when I have time. I just Netflix overwhelms me sometimes because there's so much that everyone's like, this is good, and this is good, and this is good. And it's like, it reminds me of her true crime or a series or whatever. And so... Um, that is my recommendation, The Wilds, and, um, also, um, Justice for Johnny, <laughs> I'm not gonna get into the Amber Heard, Johnny Depp, um, trial, because a lot of people are covering it, but this is the only thing I want to say about it, is we've only, you know, she hasn't really taken a stand yet, and she will, but, um, it just is interesting because it goes to show you how dangerous cancel culture can be because people were like all against Johnny Depp. I remember this and I'm a huge Johnny Depp fan. Like I've seen most of his movies um, outside of Pirates and 
I and even with celebrities who have been canceled in the past, I think there was a second where Chrissy Teigen was canceled, and it, maybe she wasn't, but maybe I canceled her in my head. Um, I forgot why though, and like people deserve second chances, and people deserve to learn from the mistakes. I think the reason why cancel culture is so rampant is because especially with celebrities, it's because you already have this notoriety and wealth. And so with the, that notoriety and wealth comes the responsibility to be a good person and to do good things and, for, and to advocate for the good of all people and to advocate for good causes, right? Like if you are afforded the luxury of, of wealth, and not to say that they don't work hard for it, my goodness, they work hard, um, really long days on set. Um, I wish that was my life, but at the same time, I think God knew I couldn't be away from my baby, so that's why I'm at home. Um, but there's still people, and I think it's just because of how much money they make from, like, every single thing. But it's like, oh, I'm canceling them so that they can't make money. Um, but people are people. Like, I'm, like, when Will Smith slapped Chris Rock, there's a lot of toxicity, I think, in Will and Jada's relationship. There's a lot going on behind the scenes that we don't know about um and not to say that one person's a bad person or you know whatever but also I love Will Smith. I'm not canceling Will Smith for slapping Chris Rock like that is a that's between them why do I ha- what do I have to do with them um but with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard I just I just think it's a good example of how like cancel culture can be dangerous because um as you could see if you watched any part of the trial you know Johnny in my opinion you know, wrongfully was fired from Pirates, and, but I understand the company's standpoint, because with cancel culture, if they would have kept him, and everything came out to be, you know, true with what Amber was saying, it would have been very bad for Disney, so it, it's hard, but just, like, be kind and careful with each other, and with your words, and take care of each other, um, so that's all I have to say this episode. It was a lot of randoms. And I'm sorry that my brain is not together. I'm sorry I lost, I missed last week's episode. And I straight up was just going through it. Like to the point where I was like recorded. And was like I'm not posting this. This sounds so bad. Um, and then I never got back to record another. And then I looked and it was Thursday. And I was like babe. I don't know what happened Thursday, but I feel like it was busy because at the end of the day, I looked at Ethan and I said, I didn't drop my episode. And he said, okay. And I said, no, you don't understand. I drop an episode almost every week. It's bad for business. Now, keep in mind, this is a, you know, low, low, low budget, zero budget, <laughs> zero budget project where it's just me and a mic and you guys. Um, I don't have any sponsors. I don't make any money. I just talk from my heart. And, um, but it's important that I keep it classy. Well, I don't always keep it classy, but you know. Anyway, faith, trust, pixie dust. Jesus loves you. This I know. Have a great week. Take care of each other. I'm going to end the episode here. Don't forget to follow me at Christian Mom Uncensored. Check out my other podcast, Mommy Needs a Nap. If you like things, there is a little more. It's a little more, it's not edgy or anything. It's just, it's a different take on it. Honestly, it's a different take on life. Um, it's a good time though. And then also look out for my new YouTube channel. Um, and, and everything's dropping on Monday. And please take these polls about Mother's Day. Let me know if it's super important to you that you see your mom on Mother's Day. Or if you are a mom, do you just want a day for yourself like me? 
Um, no answer is a wrong answer. Have a great Mother's Day, lovelies. Enjoy your weekend. I hope there's some sunshine, and I will talk to you all next week. I will talk to you all next week. Bye. Thank you.